going on, everybody? It's time for another episode of The Exchange. I'm your host, Logan Lewis, as always. That's no surprise there. Uh, how is everybody? It's it's Friday. Happy Friday. You're listening to this. Uh, happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I think that's the one that's in May. Not not Labor Day. Labor Day, September, I think. Right. I, I think I think so. Um, either way, uh Thanks for being back. It's good to have you. And I got a good guest today. But before we get to her, a couple things. Stay in touch by by following us on Instagram. Exchange with Logan. Exchange W Logan. That's the show. That's where you find the episodes. That's where you get announcements or whatever. Uh, That's the best way you can do it. Uh, Another good way of supporting it is uh, just telling a friend. You know, everybody... Everybody got real butthurt when uh, when Joe Rogan left Apple Podcasts and signed that deal with Spotify. Well, I'm the replacement, baby. This is this is the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and I get to interview a lot of really cool people that do a lot of really cool things. And uh, and yeah, so just tell somebody in needs. Tell somebody that needs to spice up their podcast life by uh, sending them the link to this. But the guest that I'm talking to with that I'm talking with today uh is uh is from augusta georgia and uh she's the founder of thanks for everything thanks for everything specializes in uniquely designed pin back buttons for college game days bachelorette parties special events and more please welcome mary hello mary hi how are you great how are you thanks for being here yeah of course i'm super excited um Really not a whole lot going on, you know, just typical, same old, same old. <laughs> just typical, same old, same old. I yeah. hear you. Um, Super this, exciting stuff. Yes, absolutely. It, we were having this discussion, not me and you, but me and some friends yesterday about how we're coming up here on the on the second half, almost almost June. We're, we're almost halfway through the year already. Can you believe that? I know. I feel like I'm in a time warp. It's like time is flying by and yet I'm standing still. So weird, but. Summer's have, here. I'm excited. Hot girl summer, you know? Yes. Hot girl summer is here. Uh, pools are starting to open. I went to the pool last weekend and got my first bit of sun in months, forever, it feels like. I mean, everything was closed down last summer. So you got to think this summer, pools are going to be live. Water parks are going to be live. Anything that deals with getting outside and in the sun is going to be crazy packed this summer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I'm excited for it. You know, like I, I, I'm just like I'm dying for someone to be like pushed up against me that I don't know. You know, it's like I've been craving, craving that like in a bar. I you know, I like want to get bumped into. Yes, you know? I can't wait for the awkward bump in a bar where normally you would be like, oh, shoot, sorry. But first time it happens, you might be like, huh, uh, it, it, yeah, it's been a while. But <laughs> But yeah, I, I think you and everyone else can agree that it's time to get back out there and we're excited about it. Um, so this, we, we'd spoken a little bit before we started that this has really been kind of in the make, I don't want to say in the making, but it's been a long time coming. I think I reached out to you originally, like you said, like really late 2020, it was, it was really, really late in the year via, I think I messaged you on Facebook actually. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I said, Hey, I I saw that you have a, a business that you that you have founded and, and you're a young entrepreneur and young business owner. And, and I thought that was really cool. So I said, why don't we, why don't we uh, get an interview going? And I think you said, hit me with some dates actually. And uh, I never did. I 
was going back through my Facebook messages uh, a few weeks back and was like, holy crap, I, I never, I never, uh, I never sent anything to you, but here we are uh, again. That's okay. You know, good, good things take time. So yeah, absolutely. You never know what can come of anything. Um, so I said at the top that you founded thanks for everything. Tell, uh, tell me and, uh, everybody else a little bit more about what, what that is. Yeah. So I make game day buttons for largely football. Well, it started out to be game day football buttons. Um, and I went to the university of Georgia and I was also in a sorority and we all wore the game day buttons. So I am a basic white girl at heart, you know? Um, but I also realized that all the buttons that you get at the bookstore are just like super blah and boring. And, um, so I started, I, I have the app procreate on my iPad and I just started, um, drawing football things like uh the coach kirby smart for uga i drew him jumping in the air and then um one of my old roommates she said that you should put that on a button and sell it i was like that's crazy but sure so i put it in a facebook group and asked if anybody would be interested and i got a ton of feedback and so i ordered them and then you know, people were like, please start making ones for LSU, for Auburn. So it just kind of snowballed into all of a sudden I had this button business. Um, but thanks for everything originally started out. I had the idea to, and still have the idea, um, to write thank you notes for people who are too busy to do it themselves. So whether you're in real estate and you want to thank people for coming to your open house or you're a nonprofit and you want to thank your, your donors with a handwritten note, but you don't have the time to do it. Um, or, you know, a funeral just happened and you're just not in the headspace. You know, the list goes on and weddings, like everyone hates yeah. writing thank you notes. So I figured... You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at writing them, so pay me to do it. Um, so it started out like that. And then, I don't know, I just started being more creative with, um, you know, my outlets, I guess, um, kind of channeling that. And then, yeah, it just took a, a weird pivot, but now we're here. So that's awesome. Yeah. Did you, when you were growing up, let's, let's kind of, let's, let's rewind. Were you ever like, were you very like a very creative girl? Were you kind of just eh, like uh, myself growing up? I was very just man, like I was creative, but like I never really like thought anything of it. I like I liked to draw, I liked to write, but I never really thought much of it. Um, were you like that, or were you always like I'm good at this? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Like how did how did that start at a young age? Like give me the rundown. Um, I think. I've always been creative. I've I've always been creative. I wouldn't say I've always been artistic. Like okay. I've never really drawn or painted or, you know, like I'd, I would do like collages, you know, c- cutting things out of magazines and then, you know, mod podging them onto different surfaces. And it was like of uh, the teen beat magazines and cutting out like Zac Efron and a razor flip phone, you know, kind of making a little vision board, if you will. Um, yeah. So I did that sort of stuff, but no, I mean, I have no formal artistic training. Like I've ne- never really taken an art class. Um, I 
so I guess the way that I started even drawing was I was into calligraphy. Like I've always loved um, stationery and along with stationery comes like the calligraphy of addressing the, the envelopes and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I downloaded that app because I wanted to learn how to do calligraphy. And then uh, I saw this trend with graphic design of these kind of like basic silhouette, not silhouette, but it's like a very minimal illustration of a person or a thing. I was like, I can do that. You know, it seems pretty easy. Um, and so then that's kind of how I developed my artistic flair, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've actually really surprised myself just kind of letting my mind wander, um, especially during quarantine, you know, I didn't have anything to do. So um, I was just drawing a lot and trying a bunch of different styles out and you know, kind of just stalking Pinterest for things that I think are cool and that sort of thing. So it's definitely a new hobby. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I can agree. I, I, I was pretty much the same way. So I, I definitely can relate there. Um, and so tell me about school. I mean, you went to the University of Georgia, go dogs. Um, my, my roommate, uh, if he, he probably heard me say go dogs. Cause if somebody says go dogs within a 15 mile radius, he's just like, go dogs. He's like the most passionate UGA fan of, of all time. Probably. He's probably more passionate about it than Kirby smart is. Uh, and so, uh, so did you, did you ever like, how'd you get to UGA? Like, did you, were, did you grow up in the South? Like, yeah, you, you, you're from Augusta. Like, did you always want to go to school in the South where you, yeah. how did that, uh, kind of go and you and yeah, you were involved so, with Greek life too. Yeah. Um, I applied to four schools. I applied to Auburn, UGA, USC, and I think Georgia College. Um, but I don't know. I just, I'm always kind of been a homebody. So I knew I didn't want to go too far. Um, but as soon as I got into UGA and had in state scholarship, it's kind of a no brainer. So yeah. I did go there and then I did Greek life. Um, but I wasn't super involved like the last two years of college, uh, but it was great. Like those first two, I met a lot of people and, you know, kind of, it's a great way to meet people, I think. Um, so yeah, I was in the journalism school at UGA, Grady grad, super cool. Um, I was in entertainment and media studies. So that major, a lot of the people in that major, they wanted to go into like film production or media production of some sort. So like learning how to do cinematography, editing, um, you know, what else happens when like, yeah, journalism or yeah, or, yeah any, anything that kind of anything that involves a microphone or a camera they wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I thought that was really interesting, but I knew I didn't want to like move to LA and pursue like filmmaking, you know, yeah. huge respect for it. And I'm really glad that I had to take classes to learn more about it. Cause there's a ton of work that goes into it that we just don't think about. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really good for my perspective just on like the digital space as a whole. Um, but the other half of my major, it was more of like the business of entertainment or, you know, social media and how it affects society, how it affects sports, how it affects, you know, pop culture in general. So um, I've always enjoyed creative and digital, you know, stuff, I guess. And um, so that's kind of why I took that route. I started out in marketing and then I remember going to my first advisor meeting and they're like, these are all the classes you're gonna have to take. And I said, no, 
<laughs> no, I'm not. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved it. I, I learned a whole lot. And I think my favorite class that I took in college was actually graphic communications, which was my first step into like graphic design and um, like learning how to use Adobe, like pro like not pro procreate Photoshop and mm -hmm. um, InDesign. Illustrator and InDesign. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just had no experience with that before. And it's also just very intimidating interface as a whole, you know, it's not super user friendly. So um, yeah, I think that's when I first figured out that I'm interested in design and the creative side of um, like communicating. Not, I don't like writing, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit down and write an article or something, but yeah. um, I'd gladly like make the graphic for it. So yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was it was a really great experience, and I'm glad that that's the major I ended up in because um, I think without that, I mean, who knows where I would have ended up? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you, so you took that graphic communications class. That's kind of what got your foot in the door in terms of like designing and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. but it was never your intent to go into college to like be a designer or to do graphic design or or any of that stuff. So, with that being said after that class and i'm sure you might have had to take a class here or there with about editing or, or whatever being in that that major path but uh did you basically teach yourself everything you know are you a self-taught person yeah completely i um subscribe to skillshare which is um a subscription service that basically gives you access to a bunch of it's like you pay for youtube basically but it's all um about logo design or, you know, project management, product management. It just has a bunch of like specific, like graphic design and or creative um, industry um, videos. So that's where I learned how to do everything. That's really um, cool. Yeah, it was really, really great. And that's how I learned how to use the app Procreate. Um, so just kind of like being aware of things that I was interested in and like chasing after it rather than being like, huh, like maybe I'll dabble, you know, just like trying to go head first because my first job out of college, it, it wasn't super fulfilling for me. Um, it was a great company and I was excited to be there, but the work that I was doing as a whole, it like didn't super resonate with what I felt would be true to me and like what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, so after work, I would just go home and, watch videos and teach myself and try things out and seems to work out pretty well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And being self-taught, I mean, I'm not going to just toot your horn because you're here doing this podcast with me, but like, you're pretty good. Like I'm looking at your, your buttons here and, and a lot of them are like very, very relatable stuff. Like, like the, I'm just here for the beer, uh, yeah. one or the one that's, uh, or, you know, the Kirby smart one, you got don't touch me on here or, or Joe exotic, which is just awesome. So did you, yeah. which I really admire and shows that you're in tune with pop culture. Did you take, did you like take advantage of certain trends and like, I'm going to go and design, you know, a button based off this. Cause you also have like easy tiger with the shot of him winning the masters. So like mm -hmm. clearly you're, you're into pop culture enough that you could take advantage of trends and stuff. Right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's 
what I think is the reason why I have a business, you know, like if you can make something that's relatable and like also kind of cheeky and funny, I think people really want it, you know, because <laughs> I mean, it's relevant and everything I do is in house. So I have my own button maker. I, you know, I make the design and then I set it up and print it at home and cut it out. So I can, it's not like I have to place a huge order for like a minimum quantity, quantity of like 500 buttons. And then if I don't sell any, then I'm other buttons, you know, yeah. so I do have a lot of flexibility with that, um, which is, you know, obviously to my advantage, um, you know, if I spend a lot of time designing something and then I don't sell any, it's like, all right, well, that was just kind of an hour of my life that I'll never get back, you know, no, yeah. no I'm done. So, um, yeah, I try to have like insider knowledge, especially when it comes to like the college ones. It's like, I don't, like as a Georgia fan, I know like the specific things that we say, like drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Like, sure. I know that that's a chant, but I can't tell you anything about like what Ole Miss says other than like hottie, toddy. you know? So yeah. it does help to have, and I'll have people who just come in my DMs. They're like, oh my gosh, please make a button for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm, it's great because I have no way of knowing that, but I know that it's, it's special and important to like that niche group. And um, they usually sell well, you know? So I have um, my followers, they're very, I'm gonna act like I have like a cult following. I don't, but I'm just saying like the people who do follow my account, they appreciate um, when I can cater specifically to them. Um, and it's been really fun. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot about football. <laughs> Um, <laughs> since I started doing this and, you know, who's the hot player and, you know, the beauty of it also being college is that there's always a new hot player. There's always a new coach. There's always a new, you know, funny thing that's happening. So I, I think moving forward, it'll be easy to kind of evolve and stay relevant, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm, I, now I'm, I'm lost in your, in your Instagram, like you're, you're pretty damn good, dude. At, at the, the the whole graphic design thing, like, like you 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 look like you could do like prints and stuff as well. Like not just buttons. Like you you mm -hmm. could do like uh, also on the website. Like it, you sh you show a couple like prints and and stu other stuff. So you go. So you're you're versatile, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So we might. And, and that's the other thing too. I've kind of like especially with COVID. I mean, football just kind of flopped this year as you know it's like games are always getting canceled not as many people were in town so i mean i would i sell wholesale to boutiques and so they don't have as much foot traffic so therefore they're not going to order as many buttons um and then people aren't going to games so they're not really wearing the buttons so i've had to kind of pivot i started doing um bachelorette buttons and um you know i just did a retirement button so it's you know there's a lot of different things and like people are getting engaged and so i've done um for some of my friends i've made little illustrations of them and you know the future you know whatever um so it's there's definitely ways to pivot and um still you know make it profitable um even though there wasn't a whole lot going on i mean there was definitely a time you know this time last year where i was just you know, not selling anything just because the whole world was shut down. Um, but because of that, I had a lot of time to just kind of work on, you know, a new set of buttons I wanted to try for the fall season um, and just kind of 
I guess, work on my my style, I guess. It, it has evolved and I've gotten a lot faster at um, the artwork. So it, it's it's been great. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility with it. So Awesome. Very good. How about that? Uh, so did you ever think kind of transitioning into like business side of things? Like, did you ever think you'd go into business for yourself? Were you like me where your parents were like, go to college, graduate, get a job, you know, be a good, I don't want to be a good employee. Like, you know, impress your, your peers, impress your bosses, work your way up a company or were your parents ever like, maybe you should go into business for yourself type mindset. Um, so my dad is an entrepreneur. Um, okay. he, he worked, uh, in corporate for like 20 years and then he branched off and started his own business and he works, he has a home office. He's like the original work from home. Yeah. Guy, which is great. I mean, my parents were just always around when I was younger. Um, so I don't know, like this thing, it really just came out of nowhere. It's not like I had to sit down and be like, mom and dad, I'm going to, yeah start yeah, this. Yeah. this is what I want to do. You know, it just, it started as a side thing. And as of right now, like it is still a side thing. I would love for it to be full time. I'm hoping, um, with this next season coming up, it can be fingers crossed. Um, but I mean, COVID's just been weird for everybody. Um, but I think like, I just had crazy overnight success the fall of 2019 and I was really only in one marketplace. And so it's like, if I could get into two more, like I'd, I'd be set, you know? So it's super exciting. I know that there's a need for it. Um, but my parents, they, they've always, you know, they just want me to pursue something that's going to make me happy. And I think now I'm kind of just towing the line of like, I do feel like I'm not doing something I hate and I, I feel like I am doing things that fulfill me, but it's now it's kind of getting to a point where I need more money. So it's like kind of a weird <laughs> like intersection to be at I, But I mean, I don't know. And I, and I think also being 25, it's like, I'm kind of having a midlife crisis, so just scary, but it's also exciting too, you know, that I don't have to climb the corporate ladder if I don't want to, you know, I'm not homeless. I'm not like flat broke. You know, so I don't know. I've, I've gotten to try out a lot of things. Um, I have a ton of like part-time jobs, but it's because, you know, I'm trying to build something on the side and, you know, there's, there's no like straight line to success, obviously. I mean, it just takes a lot of, um, I don't know. Takes, a lot of makes balls really yeah. i mean my 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 next question was going to be like there's so many people like you and i that have these little things that they love or like you know my mom even for years is just like oh I'm, i love interior designing i should do something but like they never do it mm -hmm. what pushed you over the edge and said screw it i'm gonna do it like like you said you had the overnight success and you had like you know people telling you that you should do these things because you're good at it but you know, there's so many people out there that are, that are good at things, but just never monetize. And this is a horrible example, but the quote just popped into my head. Uh, <laughs> in the dark night, if you've ever seen the dark night, this shows that I'm a little bit of a nerd. Uh, Heath Ledger's <laughs> Joker says in a certain scene uh, where he's uh, approached to kill Batman, they're like, why haven't you killed Batman yet? And he said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And a lot of people don't take advantage of that mindset of I'm good at this. I'm going to monetize and sell myself and sell the business. What pushed you off that ledge to, to really take that leap of faith? 
um, being flat broke. <laughs> um, so I moved. So after my job, right out, right out of school, I moved to California. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was just in like a really dark place mentally. Um, and we can get a little deep here. Like I was yeah. struggling with depression and I just needed a full change of scenery. Um, I just kind of felt like I was doing the same thing in Atlanta. You know, it's like I grew up in Augusta and then I went to college in Athens and then I moved to Atlanta where basically all of Athens goes. And I just, I felt like I was just in this cycle that I couldn't break out of. And then on top of that, I had this job that just wasn't fulfilling. And um, I just got to a point where I was like, I'm out. Like I need something completely different. If I don't get out of Georgia now, it's never going to happen. Um, and so, you know, th certain things just kind of fell into place and I have uh, had an opportunity to move out to California. Uh, originally, I thought it was just going to be a summer thing, but then a full-time position opened up and I took it knowing it wasn't going to be a career. It was more of just a job, but there were, you know, I wanted to get my foot into the design industry at some capacity or break into the creative industry more. Um, so that's why I took it. It was more of like a, this is something I am interested in doing. And, you know, it's kind of a safe risk. I mean, it was still super risky. And looking back, I'm like, dang, <laughs> I don't think I can move out to California right now. If, you know, like looking back at the time, I was like, yeah, no question. I'm going, you know, but I think it just goes to show like the, the mental state that I was in at the time too. Um, and I'm so glad I went. It was amazing. It was my great California adventure and, and I have lifelong friends because of it. Um, but because I took that job, I wasn't making much and California is super expensive. And I remember three months after I'd moved there, um, I was on the phone with my dad and he said, I was like, yeah, you know, it's just so expensive out here. Like, I just have no money. He's like, well, you just need to figure out a way to stop being poor. And I was like, great advice. All right. Thanks, <laughs> I haven't been <laughs> thinking about that at all yet. Yeah. So then I started um, drawing and I put in a Facebook group. Hey, I'll do an illustration of you and whoever, like send me a picture and I'll illustrate it for 20 bucks. And I had like 20 people reach out, you know. So I'm like, all right. I'm like really busy right now, but that's just an extra way to make money. And then, so then someone's like, you need to draw Kirby smart. And so I did, and then it just snowballed. And so on top of that, you know, I was finally having supplemental income so I could enjoy my uh, adventure in California a little bit more without, you know, worrying about, you know, how much I need to save and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just like everything really did work out. And I know that if I didn't go out to California, I wouldn't have been pushed to try something new. I think being uncomfortable is when you usually sink or swim. And, you know, I was sinking for so long and I finally started swimming and here we are. That's amazing. Yeah. So with all of that said, what's next in 2021? What's what's the next big step for Mary in 2021? Um, I would love to get licensed. That would be great. Um, and I would love to sell my designs to someone who already is licensed or I can get licensed myself. I mean, I think 
Um, that's going to be kind of the key to my success here, just because, you know, there are so many rules with what you can and can't draw and sell, you know, so like mm-hmm. you can't use certain slogans, certain colors, certain trade dress, like there's just a lot of rules and I want to, I want to do it legally, <laughs> ideally. Yeah. Um, so I think that's my next step, but also I've had huge success with my bachelorette buttons that I've been making. So I'd like to get some sort of like template going, you know, the disco cowgirl theme is super in right now. So if I could make, um, you know, a general, this is the design, just tell me the girl's name or tell me the hashtag and I can switch it out. I think, um, that would be really easy for me to do too. So I have a lot of ideas. I think it's really just taking the time to execute them is what I'm struggling with. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's it's super exciting. And, you know, football is going to be full capacity this year. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that things will jump right back <laughs> to where it was. Yeah. Um, but hopefully only good things will be coming of 2021. That's what I'm really trying to, to sell myself. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, Mary, uh, towards the second half of every episode, I ask uh, every guest a grouping of 10 or 11 questions that uh, I don't prepare them for. Okay. Uh, these questions aren't crazy difficult. Uh, it's just so that me and you get to know each other a little more personally. You know, the goal is or the mindset is, you know, one day if I had uh, a Joe Exotic on the show, after I interview him, like I just did you about his craft or his passions, whatever, at the end, I would ask him this same block of questions to get to know him personally. Uh, these are their first date questions. They're not difficult. They're just a way, an easy way, I think, to get to know somebody. So are you ready? Yes, I think. <laughs> okay. What was, uh, what was your first ever job? I was a hostess at a Mexican restaurant in Augusta, Georgia called El Alazan. <laughs> That's amazing. And, yeah. uh, you know, as a guy who has worked uh, in the food uh, industry and has a, 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 I can't speak tonight, a part time job also right now at a, at a local pizza place. Like once you work at a restaurant, you're, you're a different person, right? Yeah, like, totally. And especially working Cinco de Mayo at a Mexican <sighs> restaurant, I have PTSD. <laughs> yeah. You will never be the same. Yeah. It was uh, great, though. <laughs> Number two, uh, if you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think a bear because you get to sleep a lot, eat <laughs> berries, salmon, and people really don't mess with you much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You have that's cute kids. Like, they're so cute. <laughs> have cute kids. <laughs> we love that. Um, number three, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Justin Timberlake, the 2020 tour, 2014. I cried the whole time. I was front row. Wow. I, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say I cried the whole entire time. <laughs> A close I, uh, second, I went to go see Britney Spears in Vegas. Ooh. Also cried. I went with my mother, who was like, she was like, oh, my God, she's so adorable. And I'm like. I love her so like I'm having a full on meltdown. Mom was like, she's so adorable. I'm like, you don't understand. It's so much Mom. more than that. Okay. <laughs> Mom, it's so much more than that. Stop. <laughs> yep. Uh, you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who are they? Oh my gosh. 
Um, Justin Timberlake, obviously. Um, this is really hard. <laughs> um, I would love to meet Chris Pratt. And... Oh my God, he's he's on my list as well. Yeah, <laughs> and then I feel like I need to throw in a female, and I guess like Taylor Swift would be really great. Yeah. Big ta- big Swifty over here. Yes, big Swifty, of course. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, do you understand the words "stan," "mute," and "cancel"? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna play a quick game of "stan," "mute," "cancel." Okay. Uh, with the the trifecta of uh, of appetizers, we're going queso dip, salsa dip, and guac. Okay, I'm canceling queso. I'm standing guacamole and i'm muting salsa you're canceling queso mm-hmm. why why <laughs> look I, there was a time in my life where i did enjoy dairy however dairy does not mm. enjoy me therefore ah, that, canceled that makes sense that makes <laughs> sense you don't you do not need to divulge further <laughs> um if and when you get chicken wings what's your wing flavor are you a hot girl or are you a garlic parmesan lemon pepper what do you, what what sauce are you rocking lemon pepper always and forever okay okay good one uh what's one movie that you wish you could go back and watch and experience the emotions all over again for the first time really hitting me with like the heavy questions today <laughs> um I'm going to keep it light. I I love the movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and um, Anna Ferris. Yeah. And I would love to watch it for the first time. I still laugh so hard when I watch it to this day. And I've seen it probably, I don't know, 50 times. But I would love to go back to the very first time I watched it. That's a good one. It really is so underrated. People don't okay. understand. That's so okay. if you're listening, go watch it. <laughs> I might have to watch that soon. Uh, it's been a minute since I've seen that. So yeah, that that's, that's a good one. I mean, it's, it's so great. Ryan Reynolds used to be fat and then he moved to LA <laughs> and he's hot and skinny. And then he comes back to his hometown and he's still a dork. It's great. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Um, what's your kind of switching gears to a little deeper? What's your greatest fear? I think I'm really, I guess my greatest fear is just like disappointing people that I care about, um, which is kind of a corny answer, but it's true. I think I am like really, really hard on myself and I don't really give myself a lot of grace. Um, but I know like the people who are cheering for me, they they expect a lot in a good way, you know, and I just don't want to let them down or, you know, look back and think, oh, I could have done more, whether that's, you know, something with our relationship or if that's, you know, something in my career and they're, you know, pushing me and I'm, you know, just, just anything regarding disappointing someone that I care about. It's like my worst fear, especially my dad. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm right there with you. Just not being able to reach the potential I feel like I have, you Mm know, I'd hate to I don't know how many times my mom tells me like, you do not want to look back in 20 years or 30 years and just think you could have done more. Like, please do it. Whatever you want to do, just do it. 
She's mm-hmm. the she's the walking Shia LaBeouf meme. Like, <laughs> just just do it. We need that energy though. <laughs> we do, and we need that button too. Yeah, we do. That's a good idea. Jot that down. Um, what gets you up in the morning? Um, my alarm. Just kidding. I um, love that answer. Every <laughs> that's such a great answer, but but everyone does it, and I laugh every time because I'm ex- I am I'm almost expecting it at that point. At this yeah. point, it's it's great. I don't know what does get me up in the morning. I don't know. I'm. I'm a morning person, so I've I've always enjoyed the mornings. Same here. Um, but I don't know. This is you're gonna have to edit this out. I'm pausing a lot. What no. keeps me up in the morning? I don't know. The I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's if it, if it makes me feel any better. That's the one question I'm thinking about taking out because uh, because I get the same answer every time. My alarm clock. And I'm like or or somebody's like work i'm like well maybe i should get rid of this one (laughs) (laughs) which is it's a little bit loaded you know like what gets me up in the morning you know it's like i don't know i don't know i'm still trying to figure that out to be fair like i i'm still trying to figure out what what i'm doing like you know i feel like i'm closer to it every day I feel like I don't have a certain thing that I'm getting out of the bed to like jump right up and do, but I don't know. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I just had for some reason another question just pop into my head that's not on the list, but I might replace it with uh, with this. What gets you up in the morning? Let's play another game of Stamute Cancel. Okay. Okay. Um. This time, I'm going to see what kind of kid you were. So okay. we're going to play Stan Mute Cancel with Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network. Okay. We are standing Disney Channel, canceling Cartoon, and muting Nickelodeon. I honestly think that might be the answer. <laughs> but I, I do know a lot of people that stand Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cartoon Network has some bangers, too, but like... Not like Nickelodeon and uh, Disney Channel. Absolutely not. I don't okay. know. I mean, my like my older brother, he he loved Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, but just a Disney girl through and through. Not like an, a Disney adult, but you know, Disney Channel. It was it was my jam. Are you a Disney adult? I'm not. What Adamantly, what constitutes <laughs> what constitutes as a Disney adult? Is it just an adult who goes to Disney World? Um. No, because I think I would go to just like I went to Disneyland when I was in California and it was really fun. But I think like going to Disney World and buying the ears and mm-hmm. you know, putting Instagram captions about, you know, the most magical place on earth. It's just ugh. like yeah, people who get, who get proposed to in Disney World, like that's great for them, but I would reject. <laughs> it's like not, it's not I where, would reject you. That's not where I want that to happen. You know, which is great. There's nothing wrong with Disney adults. I'm not. I'm not. Please don't come for me. Like I'm not saying any, there's anything wrong with it, but um, it's just not for me. And I, I, I love the Disney movies, I like Pixar. You know, all that stuff. But I'm not, you know, a super fan. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then finally, if I snapped my fingers right now. And you and I were transported transported to a time and place in history or in recent events uh, to witness an event or to witness 
something happening? What would we go and, and observe or go and watch? Hmm. I would love to go to, I think it was the 2004 VMAs and watch Britney Spears perform. That's so you're amazing. With me. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to a Britney show. Yes. That's the one where she has the snake. Yes, that's right. Oh my God. Yep. How about, how about the VMAs? What, what, have, what, 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 they haven't been the same since. They really haven't. Now, they really now haven't. they've kind now of turned just, into like the people's choice awards, you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Just now it's just TikTok stars that yeah. are all up and down it, which I got to get your opinion on. Someone brought this point up today and I th have been thinking about it ever since. How do we feel about TikTok celebrities? Like, I like them. I mean, who's your favorite? Mm, that's hard. I have, she's not really a celebrity. I mean, I feel like the celebrities, they're like, you know, 16. I don't have, I mean, I follow some of them, but I'm not like, you know, dying to see what they're doing all the time. Um, I do have a favorite influencer and her name is Tinks. And she's like 30. She's just like a like a big sister, you know? But she talks about pop culture and um dating and she's just she's really great. So um, but honestly, like my my for you page is just <laughs> it's just like funny stuff. It's never like people dancing. Um it's really just a bunch of like really sarcastic gay guys that are just roasting people <laughs> and it is phenomenal those are the best i i, I can't agree my I, for you page has been a lot of that lately i love it honestly <laughs> it's great it is i agree so mary this is the point in time where i get to hand the mic to you metaphorically but also physically almost if you if you were here we would do it physically but uh but metaphorically you get to plug away, get, drop your handles, drop your socials, website, anything you want to plug. Here's your, here's your chance. Okay, great. Um, my Instagram is at thanks dot four dot every dot thing. So just put periods between all the words. Thanks for everything. Um, we're on Facebook as well. Thanks for everything. Our website is thanks for everything dot shop. Um, if you have an event coming up or a bachelorette, birthday, like anything, or you have an idea for a button that you want to see made, just slide in my DMs. Um, I, I feel like I do a really good job of getting back to everyone. Um, but I do have a lot of bachelorette things coming up. So slots are filling up and super exciting, but you know, I can only do so much artwork. Um, but yeah, please give us a follow. And like I said, I, I really do try and listen to the people and um, I value your feedback and any ideas you have. So don't be shy. This is part of what has made my business successful is, you know, people telling me what they want. So I'm here for you. There you go, everybody. I'll put the link to the shop and the Instagram in the description of the episode. So it's easy access for you. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for taking the time out of uh, your schedule to to talk to me for for forty five minutes. This was I got to know you a lot, and um, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time, and yeah, thanks for extending the invite. I mean, I'm I'm really flattered. I don't feel qualified, but I'm I'm honored, truly. 
Awesome. So everybody follow her along in the socials that she plugged just now. Follow me, like I stated at the beginning, at Exchange with Logan. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye.